Hey, Frog fans, welcome back to another episode of Talking Frogs. I'm your host, Jamie Plunkett. Here, it's episode four. Roxo Media House in the Flying Tea Studio. Got my little branded Flying Tea Cup right here so you guys remember that this is the Flying Tea Studio. I've got an excellent guest here today. I'm very excited to have this conversation with Ian Sadler, the Assistant Athletic Director for Development of Major Gifts. Nicely done, Jamie. Did I nail it? That's, that's exactly Perfect. what we're doing. Love to see that. Uh, it's like the first time I've nailed somebody's title on the first try. So we're getting Probably. better. This is great. Getting better at this thing. Uh, but I do appreciate you coming on the Talking Frogs podcast today. We've got a lot to talk about. But first, I just want to get your feedback on our digs here at the Flying T Studio. This, this place is amazing. I think that w- when you first walk into, and if you all haven't experiences, experienced this setup, you should. Um, and maybe there's more security for, for everybody <laughs> else. But you walk into the facility and you're just uh, blown away by... Um, just the setup of everything, right? There, there's TCU all over the place. Um, there's there's some cool memorabilia that 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 might go back to some uh, some JW Wilson days, and, mm-hmm. um, and and so this this whole setup, uh, the, just you all can't see this, but if you look behind here, the different sets, um, this is this is some big time stuff here. So um, I, I I'm grateful for the Roxo crew for for including me and, and giving me the ability to talk talk TCU and the Frog Club and, and what we've got going on and, and this is this is an incredible opportunity for us. Well, we're really excited to talk to you as well. Obviously, you know everybody does this work out of a love for TCU and for TCU athletics, so it makes it really easy to have conversations like this and and to do all of the work behind the scenes that make things like this possible. Obviously we've got great audio and video producers that are working tirelessly to get all of this done. So, and it is a production too. There are, there are folks behind the scenes running around like crazy. I got guys walking behind the cameras over here. This is, this is, this is big time stuff, right? It's pretty cool. Never thought that my frogs of war days would bring me to this point. Here we are. (laughs) Uh, So uh, before we get into all of the stuff that you do fundraising wise for TCU athletics, I want to just hear a little bit more about you. Tell me about your background, where you're from, family. Just we want to we want to know about Ian Sadler. Absolutely. So. Again, I appreciate you guys for giving me this opportunity. So, Ian Sadler, I um, I was I was born in Missouri. Okay. But quickly peeked my head out and realized that I needed to get back over to the state of Kansas. So, um, I, I grew up in Kansas. I come from a large Hispanic family there. I'm first generation college graduate. Really started off with with a family that uh, if you didn't go on to working for you know the beef plant in my hometown, you you went on to either the military or to become a teacher in some capacity. And so um, early on, I, I thought that was going to be the case. I thought I was going to become a teacher, so I went to a uh, a four year college in my hometown. Had a blast in in the pros and cons of ways, and oh, yeah. um, and, and found myself uh, in the position to uh, try exploring some bigger opportunities. Uh, which is probably the best way of putting it. In, in around 2007, 2008, um, I, I, some great things happened at, at my alma mater there. And, and I won't mention my alma mater, but it is the team that TCU men's basketball beat March 1st by 10 points in, in Fort Worth. So um, y'all, nice. can, y'all can Google that. But uh, <laughs> everybody knows, right? Um, but yeah, I, I, I graduated from the university there and, um, and, and really was fortunate to find um, a career working in college athletics. Initially, I was at the University of Arkansas doing corporate partnerships. Um, got an opportunity to go to the University of Kansas where um, I did marketing there. Uh, trying to, you know, at that time I was really focused on rolling t-shirts, rolling posters and getting folks to show up to women's soccer and women's volleyball events and um, did a lot of the public address announcing while I was there and enjoyed myself and um, 
got an opportunity to go down to the University of Houston, spent some time at at the University of Tulsa. Most recently, I was at the University of Mississippi. And then over the last eight months, uh, I've been presented with the opportunity to come to to Fort Worth. And um, huge opportunity here. I, I, you know, I'd get in trouble if I didn't acknowledge my, my, my beautiful bride, Meredith. And we've got five-year-old twin boys, Luke and Landon. So uh, that explains the bags under my eyes. <laughs> and um, But no, we, we have an incredible family. And, and I'm getting closer to my wife's family. She's from uh, the Dallas area. Uh, TCU has been the perfect, perfect setup for us. And, and, and obviously, Jeremiah and Michael Levy have been phenomenal in providing us the resources to be successful here at TCU. And, uh, and we're, just, we're just excited to continue on. So I'm, I'm following the, the breadcrumbs that you're leaving here, and I do believe you were very happy at the end of March Madness. I, I, I was happy. I, so I took an opportunity to focus on that team for the expanse of that game, right? Sure. Prior to that, it's all TCU purple. The second it was done, it's all TCU purple. But um, I have, I'm grateful to be back in the Big 12 because we have the best basketball in the country. In my opinion, we, ha- we have phenomenal growth with football in, in, mm-hmm. in this conference. And, uh, and, and all of our other sports are just on, on the right trajectory. And, and we're continuing to grow in the positive direction. So do you think uh, the momentum, th- this is not on my run sheet for for our conversation okay, but okay. i do want to hear your perspective on the momentum that tcu basketball has right oh now gosh. how is that going to carry into 2022 um as far so, as the season is concerned obviously yeah the year yeah man I, it's it's here's the, the beautiful thing we have established t- the culture around tcu to be a place that people want to be right and everybody yeah. plays or plays a key role into this which you know is is really the driver behind the investor society and, and obviously we'll talk about that in a bit but mm-hmm. um but by establishing TCU as the place people want to be, building the culture around it, giving people an opportunity to invest in what they love, um, we're just continuing to build up this place. Mm-hmm. And right, and, and so some of the biggest challenges, obviously, with the transfer portal, with with name, image, likeness, is how do we recruit the very best coaches? How do we recruit the very best student athletes? How do we recruit the very best fans? And then the flip side of that is how do we retain them? How do we keep them around? And so that really is the driving force by what we're trying to do in the Frog Club is how do we embrace the philanthropic desires of the donors and connect that to the goals and priorities of the athletics department so that we can continue to brag on TCU being the place to be. And so when you think about basketball, football, when you think about all of our sports, equestrian, women's basketball, women's soccer, women's golf, all of our programs are really embracing the positive culture that we have here. Mm -hmm. And that starts at the top. I mean, it starts with our chancellor. It starts with um, the academic side of this. Our Neely partnership um, for Neely NIL has been a huge driving force in um, in, in taking the uh, taking advantage of the opportunities in front of us, and then our athletics director Jeremiah embracing name, image, likeness, and embracing yeah. um, embracing the shifts in college athletics has has been an incredible opportunity, and it's going to continue to drive up the value of TCU. So let's talk about that. Let's jump into it because you mentioned the Investor Society. Yeah. You and I got coffee a couple of weeks ago. You've been really active on Twitter 
with the hashtag invest in the fort. That's I and love it. so you and I got coffee a couple of weeks ago, and then I tweeted out hashtag invest in the fort with a little eye emoji, which I love to do. I love to yes. folks and, and hit them with the eye emoji. And I probably had five or six DMs and twenty or thirty text messages from folks who are like, "What does the hashtag mean?" I love it. What love does the it. hashtag mean? I got to know what this is. And I was like, "Well, you saw, there's like three days left, four yeah. days left until you're going to find out what invest in the fort means." So, investor society, invest in the fort. This has been one of your babies for. You know, you've been working on this thing for a long time and yeah. it finally went live. Tell me what the Investor Society Man, is. So let me start with Invest in the Fort, right? So um, I, it's, it is a huge discussion point for coaches when it comes to recruiting that you are not just selling your program. We'll use football example. You're not just selling your football program. Yeah. You're selling the institution, right? Mm-hmm. You're selling the community around it. And I feel like there is is there is a a parallel between the success of of TCU athletics and the success of the community around us. And so by continuing to build up and, and we've wit- witnessed this from the Sun Bowl to the Rose Bowl oh, yeah. to, um, you know, the growth of, of all of our programs having success, it has a ripple effect to the community around us. Um, you know, I think I think our institution likes to brag on the fact that over the last 17 years, we've done one point two billion dollars of infrastructure growth. And so, and that just parallels a lot of success in the athletics department. So we firmly believe by investing in college athletics, investing in TCU, investing in the university is going to have that ripple effect to continue to grow the community in a positive way around us. So when I say invest in the fort, I'm genuinely um, emphasizing investing in it all as a whole, because what is good for the Fort Worth community is good for the institution. What is good for the institution is good for the athletics department and vice versa. So that that is my firm belief. And that is why, and feel free to mute me anytime on, <laughs> on social media, but, but that is why we push that out because um, it gives us a lot of opportunity to brag on the advantages that we have within, within the Fort Worth community and TCU as a whole. Flipping that over to the Investor Society, we have a history of generosity at TCU, yeah. and and that goes back to um, our, our our quote unquote founders, the 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 individuals that had a belief in the higher trajectory of TCU and TCU athletics. And so many of those individuals invested at a time where they were looking ahead to the future and and seeing the value that we could be, but the need to put in their investment now in order to build upon that. And so what we are doing now is we're providing structure to that. We're providing we're providing coordination of those efforts so that we can maximize the interest and the desires of our fan base in order to continue to build up the institution. So what that looks like at TCU is we are um, working with our, our fan base. We are working with our donors to um, commit to five-year commitments of $50,000 or more. And that's that's ten that's $10,000 a year over the next five years. Mm-hmm. And we are creating experiences around that. We are, we are providing VIP elements to the events that we naturally have on campus. And we are exposing our fan base to maybe areas of the athletics department that they may not historically have relationships with. Um, and so by coordinating this effort, we're really hoping to um, to drive that strategy in a way that continues to to elevate the department. And so I have a lot of confidence. We, 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 we announced this and we launched this Friday at the spring yeah. game, which was an incredible, incredible experience. The energy around the spring game, the excitement around Coach Dykes has been phenomenal. But we announced it at that time, and, and we shared with our with our team in, in the Frog Club that just let's all just put a pin in today's date mm-hmm. and just see where the department takes off from here. 
And that is that is because of the generosity of our fan base. And we and, and over the last eight months that I've been here, seven, eight months that I've been here, I've done a little bit of a listening tour and I've met with a lot of our fan base and I've just learned and you know, there's value in being able to sit back and yeah. hear those individuals and and so much of them said, "Hey, we really feel like this is an investment, right? You're, we're not battling. Um, you know, the, we we want them to continue to support their church. We want them to continue to support um, children's hospitals and, and orphanages. That's not us. We're we're fighting for the entertainment dollars. And so, um, our fans genuinely see this as an opportunity to invest in something they believe in." And we are hoping through the Investor Society to create an ROI, a return on that investment, unique to that individual, but also providing them experiences that go much more beyond just the wins and losses on the field. Well, it's you know I think it's you know not to sound overly dramatic or theatrical, but we are in a new era of collegiate athletics when it comes to access. Yes, you know when you talk about name, image, and likeness and the availability of student athletes these days. That is really the next big unexplored avenue of college athletics. And so the fact that you've found a way to create uh, a philanthropic, um, uh, I don't know, I'm losing my words, but uh, but just an opportunity, a philanthropic opportunity to be on the sidelines for the spring game. Yep to travel on the team plane maybe or meet some student athletes. And and you can talk a little bit more about some yeah. of the details of that. But I think that plays right into where college athletics is headed. Yeah. You know, I your episode four of Talking Frogs. I've already Let's recorded go. five Let's and go. six. Um right, my guy Eddie. Is, Eddie, I gotta do the I gotta right, do the fours for my guy Eddie, right? Eddie, you gotta, you little, yeah, you know, exactly. Little too small, exactly. A little too small move there. Uh but Eddie and Emmanuel Miller our guests on episode five. Also, I recorded awesome. with them earlier today. Good. Uh, you're getting a little behind the scenes yeah. action here, talking frogs, folks. But uh, you know, one of the things that they said, talking about name, image, and likeness, and just this, you know, college athletics as they see it was, you know, they genuinely love meeting the people that are cheering them on. Yeah. Yeah. Every single day. Absolutely. Whether they're in the stands at home games, traveling with them like they did during the NCAA tournament you know, in, in, uh, LA or sorry, San Diego and, uh, just supporting them every step of the way. Um, it really feels like beyond all of the financial aspects of this new era, there is a genuine opportunity for relationships that never would have existed in previous eras of of college athletics. Yeah. And that, that is so much of, um, again, I keep saying the driving force behind what we do, those, those listening tours, the conversations I was having with donors was yeah. everybody has a relationship with TCU that's unique to the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, many of the conversations were um, the relationships with Chancellor Roshini, the relationships with their coach when they were here, or a professor, a dean, or the person that recruited them. It, it is so relationally driven. And so um, by, by maximizing that or by adopting the model where we take the unique individualized approach to the donor, it really allows for us to embrace that culture of yeah. of relationship at TCU. So um, I, I love hearing that our student athletes embrace that. I, I was fortunate to be with the basketball team when we were out in well, when we were Kansas City for the Big Twelve, and then out in San Diego as well. And and just seeing the embrace of our student athletes and, and and the embrace of the fan base from the perspective of the student athletes, it's just it's it's an incredible thing that and we don't have to get into the weeds of of the transition from you know the the ncaa's restrictions to the ability to do nil now but it has created a lot of opportunity that now looking back you're going man it was a little unnecessary of how we approach it it was necessary but um but we really are creating opportunities for individuals that 
maybe the peak of their opportunities coming in these yeah. four, five, sometimes six years of, of being in college. And so um, who are we to to withhold that opportunity from anybody when we are supposed to be the the launching pad for, for a lot of the uh, opportunity for these, these student-athletes? That is a beautiful point because I think people get locked in on how much LeBron makes yeah. or how much Luka, Don- Luka Doncic's new right. contract right. with the Mavericks or – uh, you know, how much Zeke is making with the Cowboys or just all these kind of elite star level professional athletes. Yes. And they see the dollar signs there. Right. And they think, why do we need to pay college kids when the pros are making that much money? I understand. But it. you think about the percentage of student athletes who actually make it from the collegiate level to the professional level. Right. Or, you know, you're talking about sports like baseball, where the majority of professional baseball players, they their whole career is in the minor leagues. Right. right? They never make it to the major leagues exactly. and they never they're get paid in food coupons contract, and right? living on somebody's couch. They're riding buses. They're staying yep. in motels. Absolutely. They're getting $35,000, $40,000 a year. Yeah. And so you start to think, okay, uh, if we can move beyond the big paychecks that professional athletes get and recognize that student athletes now have an opportunity to to get life-changing, family life-changing money oh, that's, that's now. That's a big one. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You know, I, we, I've heard stories from some of these student athletes at TCU about – you know, the NIL money that they're getting, they're sending that home, right? right? That's right. paying bills. Yep. That's yep. keeping the lights on. That's feeding family members. That's feeding kids, right? right. And just the life-changing money that comes from opportunities that have been opened up now at this level. Yeah. Uh, I think the more that we tell those stories, right. the more that we build those relationships, that's what's, I think, really going to get people interested yeah, in it. you're exactly right. right. And, and, and for every... <laughs> You know, I think we can all look back and think of that student athlete that went pro a little too early, right? And gone, ah, oh, they should have stayed in college. They should have, you know, they, they became a bust by going to the big leagues. I, I, I think that this creates that opportunity. This, this, this is a great opportunity for the schools to continue to, um, to or the fan bases as well, um, hold on to some of those student athletes that otherwise might be forced into a, a, a forced into a decision that might not be in their best interest, right? Mm-hmm. And so being able to um, being able to retain them at the school, again, this, this is a lot of this effort is is from an NIL perspective, which is obviously obviously external from what we're doing in the Frog yeah. Club, but, but even from uh, the Investor Society perspective is how do we continue to elevate our department and create those um, opportunities and continue to boost those opportunities for our, our student athletes? Yeah. Uh, and... Um, in order to make sure that this is home for them, make sure that that even if they do go on to be and be successful or go on into the business world, that they see an opportunity to continue to utilize TCU as their home base or they themselves find an opportunity to invest in everything we've got going on here at TCU. So, you know, one of the words that gets kicked around with the basketball team a lot, especially Eddie Lampkin, who we all love, Chicken Eddie, uh, <laughs> is family. Yeah. Right. So, like I said, they're Eddie and Eman and some of the flying T. Uh, guys were guest episode awesome. five, so awesome. that's it's promo coming. It's for coming. the next right. Talking Frogs right. episode. It's gonna they're they're gonna be much more entertaining than me. No, I this promise is, you. this is great. And then episode six, which I've also already recorded, okay. was with the TCU Barstool guys. Awesome. And so we've talked about family, yeah. and relationships and culture around TCU athletics, yeah. and those episodes as well, which is a great teaser. But for you, from your perspective, yeah. development and major gifts. What does the culture, how does the culture around TCU, that family relational aspect, make your job easier? Yeah. And then on the other side of that, what are some of the general challenges that you you guys are facing on a daily basis? 
So that's a great question. And um, and actually, I'm going to have a drink first. A little this, bit of Richard's, Richard's rainwater. You love to see it? Man, that's delicious. Right. Um, I might, I might make my way out of here with a case of this stuff. Man, we're um, getting some great Richard Rainwater <laughs> clips today. I love that. Yes. Okay. So to to answer your great great question, we we are not in. There there are certain sales techniques that are required of anybody that that facilitates yeah. contributions in various manners. Right. I was very fortunate yesterday to um, get to visit with the uh, Neely Entrepreneurial Class, and so while they're very t- t- they're focused on investors in their company, I'm focused on philanthropic investments in the athletics department. Right. Yeah. And so there are very there are very specific key um, um, elements that that are that are very similar in both both industries. Right. It, but a lot of it is is relationship building, right? And so when you are having conversations with a donor, your your the the motivations behind that conversations is just to strengthen the relationship, right? And if you have a mindset of what makes families important, right? Vulnerability, yeah, um, transparency, the ability to have tough conversations, the ability to step up to those tough conversations. Yeah. Um and, and and that's that's what makes families strong, right? They're, families strong. There are there are frustrations that happen along the way, right? But at the end of the day, we know that there is there is loyalty in that, right? There's mm-hmm. loyalty in the family dynamic, and so um, I, I always talk about how everybody plays a part, right? You, you shared a little bit ago of of all of the individuals that are lined up to to be a part of this podcast, yeah. and, and everybody plays a role, right? And so I, I have conversations with with our staff that. You know how do how do we maximize the experience of being a horned frog? And I talk about tips, right? T I P S tips. It's tickets, uh, making sure everybody has their tickets. And I is investments. P is is promotion and and uh, making sure that you are you are really celebrating the successes on the field. You're out wearing purple yeah. on game day. I'm gonna call you out in purple. Come on, man. I'll get you a shirt. Oh, it's on the shoes. Yes, it is on the shoes. the shoes. I've um, already been made fun of once today because my yeah, shoes don't match my yeah. shirt. But here we go. Yeah, and, and then the right. S in the S in the in the frog tips is really support, right? And whether yeah. that's sponsorship through name, image, likeness, which we again we can't be involved with, mm-hmm. or it's sponsorship of corporate partnerships, which our, our friends at Learfield are are helping us with. Um, everybody plays a part, and I think that it, within a family dynamic, everybody plays a part. Um, and we we want to do our best to help those individuals identify what their part is, and and continue to steer us all in the same direction. Which, in my opinion, is 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 positively. There's there's growth yeah. ahead. I, I we are trending in the very best direction, and a lot of that comes from a unified approach, and that's what we're hoping to do with Investor Society. You're seeing this, mm-hmm. a unified approach of everything that you all have going on here with, with Roxo, with Frogs Today, with this podcast. You are bringing in all of the individuals that are celebrating TCU Athletics, and it's just adding value, and it's continued to build it up. And so imagine, I keep saying this, imagine the investment today and what that return is going to look like on the future of TCU Athletics. And I'm confident it's going to continue to grow, but it requires everybody to come in and support it in the right direction. Do you ever give locker room speeches? No, because like I, because I, I've got, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to run through a brick wall. I mean, sometimes I'm shooting from the hip. If I had to say <laughs> this all again, if you said cut, go through that again, I would mumble my way through it. So um, it, there's a lot of excitement in what we have going yeah. on, and and I keep emphasizing that that 
TCU athletics has embraced the right things. They're embracing the future of college athletics. Coach Dykes is embracing the future. Jamie, you've seen the evolution of the basketball program to yeah. to maximize the potential of everything going on. And so when you start seeing that, and it elevates your vision. It elevates the direction and, and the ceiling that we can have as a department. It's all dreaming from here, right? Now it's yeah. all, let's get everybody supporting, everybody driving, everybody on the same beautiful purple bus headed yeah. in the right direction. Let's fuel this bad boy up and let's go. So Investor Society, $50,000 is the baseline over five years, so $10,000 a year for five years. Anything above that, also there are different Absolutely. tiers and levels. But you started off the whole shebang with a sideline event at the spring yes. game. Talk me through what that event was like. Was it successful? Uh, and just walk me through your your perspective on the spring game from from the sidelines. Yes. So um, it, there is something again. The, the special family aspect of of TCU is that there, there's groups of our external units and internal units that meet together to talk um, to talk football. Yeah. Right. So we bring in a lot of the um, the individuals that have. Uh, responsibilities around sporting events, right? And so um, we were in the in the room discussing what the spring game was going to look like and some of the elements there, and and there was just discussion of well, I think I think that we're going to keep the whole team on the west sideline, mm-hmm. and we're going okay, cool, cool, cool. That leaves the east sideline wide open, right? Yeah. And and the, obviously the athletics department is incredibly supportive of, of this launch. It it kind of allowed us to. Again, be creative. What kind of experience, and this is how we've adopted this mindset with, with the Frog Club, is how can we provide the most unique experience that any of our fan base has ever had? And, and, and I may say that any fan base has ever had because we may be the only school in the country where the head football coach says, hey, I'm going to keep all my guys on one sideline. Let's open up the east side to our donors and those individuals that are supporting us at a high level, and let's create something special. So um, it was a phenomenal event. We had in, in around at the same time, we probably had about 70 people down there, but, but throughout the night, probably about 120, 125 individuals coming down on the field various ways. We, we worked with our, our, our concessions partner, Sodexo, to provide um, food and beverage, access down on the field, come and go. Um, and, and our fans enjoyed the heck out of it, man. We were, they were down there in the game. You know, we had a couple of kids. We had to pull back from the sidelines. <laughs> but, but it was there. The energy was mm-hmm. there. Um, you look up in the stands, and I, I had to pinch myself. I'm like, this is a spring game. Just the level of energy and excitement going around the place was awesome. We had one-on-one conversations throughout the night, and, but but the energy was there. And if you've ever had to have a conversation about support, where else is the best place to have that but standing on the sideline at the 50-yard line of, of Eamon G. Carter Stadium, right? What an experience for them. But those are the type of events that we are hoping to continue on within the athletics department. So, yes, Investor Society, it's a five-year commitment of $50,000 or more, and that's really the baseline experiences. And we're hoping to, um, we're hoping to host experiences around all of, our, in all of our individual sports. And that's, yeah. that's, that's not only just football, basketball, women's basketball, baseball. That is equestrian. That is Heck women's yeah. golf. That is, that is all of our – yes, tennis. That is all of the programs. I, I give this great example. One, one of our earliest investors, is, it's, an, it's an incredible individual out of Michigan, and, and his heart is for the equestrian program because his, his wife is involved in it, his, his children are involved with it. Yeah. He goes, but I grew up loving football and loving men's basketball. And I go, well, this is the perfect opportunity for you because your support is going to go towards equestrian, and it's going to elevate the heck out of that. 
but your experiences and what you get to experience on game day is not limited to equestrian. It is going to be sideline access at football games. It is going to be potential opportunities for traveling with the teams, behind the scenes access. I, you know, one one of the goals that we have is to is to host galas, host um, yeah. high level VIP events, and this is it, we are such a social co- culture. If we've learned mm-hmm. anything over the last couple of years, is that we we thrive in community, we thrive with our family. So, yeah. how do we maximize those opportunities and create those opportunities? to provide that best experience possible for our fan base. But, but yes, we have, we have various levels with it. It's $50,000 and above. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those experiences are, are guaranteed for some of those higher levels, but it'll, it'll have a trickle down effect. So as opportunities present itself, we will be inviting that group to join us and, and be able to see um, what the return is on their investment. And again, that goes beyond just the experiences and the events that goes into, hey, you here's here's what your financial support has gone to. Yeah. And there will be quarterly reports in this showing, hey, your support has helped us enhance this area of the department. Mm-hmm. And that could be anything from growth of growth of scholarship, growth of endowments, growth of operational budgets, but also when certain teams and programs have the the need to um, to replace certain aspects or to to invest in additional um, technologies around the departments, we are providing the resources to the coaches to make real time decisions that are yeah. going to be impactful for their teams. So I was talking to uh, the TCU Beach volleyball coach Hector Gutierrez yes, a while back. Man. It was uh, he and I had a phone conversation right before they flew to Los Angeles. Uh, and just kick the crap out of UCLA a couple of times. Absolutely. Um, but he mentioned in that conversation that uh, he got support from the very top of TCU's athletic department with Jeremiah Donati mm-hmm. to create a schedule that for a beach volleyball program located in North Texas might not be the most feasible thing right. because you're competing. If you want to play the best of the best in beach volleyball, right. you got to go to each. You, you got to go to Florida, a beach. Yeah, you gotta right. you gotta find a beach, Florida, California, or Hawaii. Yeah, and that's not ideal for a non-revenue sport right. to fly all the time like that. Yep. And so he said, when I, you know, when I approached the the athletic director with this schedule, he said, Yeah, yeah, go for it. Totally. You know, and so so when you're talking about in the investor society aspect right. of that now, that's a lot of flying. For yes. a pretty big program, that's twenty-four student athletes and a coaching staff. That's right. Getting to California One of multiple the times. Best coaching staff in the country, Incredible by the way. If not the best staff. Coaching, Incredible coaching staff. Incredible coaching staff. Uh, but to get them to Florida all the time, to get them to right. California multiple times, to get them out to Hawaii for that incredible tournament that they just absolutely ran through. Uh, so you're saying that the investor society, some of the funding would potentially go to supporting programs to make sure that they can have the best competitive schedule possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, that that's, that's exactly right. So, um, and and I'm, I'm drawn to you saying that, that Jeremiah said, yes, absolutely. We do it because Jeremiah sees what the return is on being able to provide them those freedoms. Right. And so we, we as a fan base get to witness that as well. Right. Number two team in the country. And quite honestly, should probably be number one. Hey, what you beat the number one team twice know. and you stay number two? I don't know. Anyways, uh, we won't dive That's too far down that. For yeah, day. exactly. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Call me when you get into that one because we'll dive into that. But but yes, this group is really elevating the department and giving um, the the administration the autonomy to make real time decisions that are going to provide the resources for those teams to be successful, right? And it's, it's, it's philanthropic in nature, right? Our goal is for this to be above and beyond any ticket commitments, any capital gift agreements. Um, this really is for um, us to go above 
above and beyond. And in return, we're going to go above and beyond for those individuals that can help us. Yeah. So um, it's a special opportunity here. But like I said, when you are able to um, remove the excuses from the coaches and, and remove the barriers for success, it, the opportunity is endless. Like we're going to continue to just elevate the ceiling for the department. You've seen, you've seen that with, with, um, with beach volleyball. You've seen that with yeah. tennis. You've seen the growth and development of men's basketball. I'm excited to see the direction that football goes under coach Dykes's leadership. So it is a, um, there, there's a lot to come. And so my, my mindset is let's invest now and let's see where this can take us because yeah. the timing and, and being able to make decisions now for the growth and development of our student athletes is only going to positively impact the future of TCU. Love it. So let's pull back for a second. Okay. Please. Awesome. Um, because I think, uh, some so, some of what I'm hearing from folks that I've been talking to, not necessarily associated with TCU, but just fans of college yeah. athletics in general, with the way name, image, and likeness is going, right, and with the way major gifts in general are going at the collegiate level, it feels like the bulk of the conversation is around incredibly large sums of money. You talk about the Quinn Ewers NIL deal that was like 1.4 million dollars. We're talking about Minimum of $50,000 for the investor right. society right now. How can folks who maybe don't have the ability to make that large of a commitment to TCU, how can those folks still participate in yeah. you know, contributing and fundraising and, and just being a participant in TCU athletics? Absolutely. So there is... Um, <laughs> I, I might burn out the whole the whole investor's mindset, right? But but if you think about diversifying your portfolio, yeah. right? If you think of all of the elements that can go into, and we just talked about it, the, the tickets, the investing, the promotion, mm -hmm. the the support of 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 sponsorship in various ways, being able to um, to diversify that is going to elevate everything, right? Rising tides raise all ships, yeah. and so um, it, we've taken the approach of embracing it all. Um, we have we have we don't have the largest alumni base, mm -mm. right? I'm sure I'm sure somebody I'm sure I need to memorize those those alumni statistics. Less but it's, than ninety thousand, right? Living ninety thousand living like alumni, right? And so we really need to create opportunity for all of them. And and if you think about the experiences and the elements that we are um, identifying around the athletics department around investor society. Our goal is by creating those high-level experiences, we're going to continue to enhance everything else around it, right? Mm -hmm. We want to grow the brand, and that, that's going to impact T-shirt sales, right? That's going to get more, more purple out in the community. Um, we, we want to grow our individual tickets. Uh, I, my, my, my title is development, yeah. right? It's also known as advancement. And so our goal is to look at the spectrum of opportunity for the fan base and go from somebody who just has a purple t-shirt because they love TCU. How do we make them a single ticket game holder? How do we get them on campus? How do we turn that into a mini pay, mini plan ticket holder? Mm -hmm. How do we bring that into a season ticket holder and get them into supporting the frog club and then the club seats and a, a suite or, a, or making a major gift? We want to identify where the ideal fit is for the individual, and we want to grow together, yeah. right? And so that, that's a beautiful thing about being experienced and event-driven with the Investor Society is we're really embracing a, a group of, of donors or prospective donors that have an opportunity to grow with the institution. A lot is going to happen in, in individuals' careers over five years. Mm -hmm. So when we have the ability to continue to um, – them to continue to recommit into the Investor Society – it's going to continue to grow, and, and we will be growing together in that aspect. So, um, so yes, everybody plays a part, and, and um, our goal is to help 
those individuals identify it. It's, it's not for everybody. Yep. Um, and, and if your heart leads you to supporting exclusively NIL, awesome. That's, that's important for TCU. If investor society is the right fit, that's, that's, that's awesome. That is, that is perfect for TCU. If it's ticket holders, single game, if it's just to continue to purchase t-shirts or put, you know, or, 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 or get a purple light or a decal on the back of your car, we're all just elevating the brand and we're expanding that brand. And that's, that is what is in the best interest of the T of TCU as a whole. I love that. It's just, everybody plays their part. Everybody yes. has their role. It's and family. Everybody's, it's family. And everybody's everybody important. has a key role. I've, I've listened to my, my twin boys, Luke and Landon. We've watched Encanto 500,000 times <laughs> Don't in my talk house. About Bruno, okay? Right. Exactly. But if you watch that show, everybody plays a key element into that family, and it's the same thing with TCU. If we are a family, everybody plays a key element um, in what we do, and, it, and it's something yeah. special. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned NIL. Yes. And I want to talk about how that plays into your job and your role and the Investor Society it. because it seems like it's you've talked a lot about everybody pulling in the same direction. Yes. And then kind of naturally, though, there are some branches to that direction. Maybe you're not pulling completely 180 degrees apart, but, you know, NIL may be going a little bit this way and and other fundraising going going a little bit, maybe 45 degrees off of it or something yeah. like that. When you're looking at, you know, you've talked about the, the smaller living alumni base and and leaving no stone unturned and creating opportunities for everyone, really just trying to get as much meat off the bone as you, as right. you possibly can. Right. How do you go about creating a strategy that gets you what you need for the investor society to work, but also recognizing that the NIL is pulling from that same pot and other organizations are, are maybe pulling from that same pot? What's the, what's the balance and the structure and, and the push and pull yeah. to, to all of that? That's a great question. I'm, I'm going to get another drink go for this. Richard's Rainwater, folks. Love it. So great question and and to um to politely um go against the mindset okay. of yeah, everybody fighting for the same pot yeah it is a pie and we don't okay. need a bigger piece of the pie it's nice in theory what we need to do is continue to grow that pie make it a bigger so, pie right exactly okay. make it a bigger pie again Folding in members of that family, right? Mm -hmm. This is going to be a common theme. Yeah. Folding in the members of that to find their place, right? Not everybody is currently leaning in on what's going on at TCU. And so by us, we get tons of fans that come to campus for all of our events my staff, which is incredible staff, um, Ashley Beebe is is our newest staff member. Mm -hmm. She's she's a major gift officer for us. She and I are hitting the road, and we want to go out and see people. And our we are taking the opportunities to to go see some folks that may be skeptical of the changes in the department, may be skeptical of the direction that we're going. And we're really um, hoping to answer as many questions as we can. We're hoping to listen to um, their thoughts so that we can provide um, positive impact on that. So. Where where I think the the question can be um, that you're asking is 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 there competition between the two? I don't necessarily think so. I think that um, while we may head in branches, right? I, I think the tree's still still going up, mm. right? And so um, it, it, we are we have great relationships. I, you know, at the end of the day, our fan base likes to ask, "What should we be doing?" Right? Like, yeah. what is in the best interest of TCU? And that's that's awesome, right? And so. 
again, it's diversify your portfolio. Make sure you are helping to elevate every aspect of what we have going on. So we have great relationships with with the with the fans that are doing mm-hmm. generous things with with yeah. the the NIL programs. Um, and so we are really just just grateful that they are supporting that, and we're grateful for everybody for for playing a part in it. Um, but but we as an institution are doing the right thing by embracing NIL. Um, and that's and that's as an institution, not just the athletics department. Yeah. What again? I keep I keep emphasizing this Neely NIL um, that Dean Pullen and and Rodney and Antonio are are are, are doing with with Neely right now. That's just changing the game, and that's yeah. something that we can take pride in. And so, um, for us to see anybody as competition is is not the is not the right way of thinking about it. It's it's team. It's it's we've got eleven players on the field. Everybody plays their part. And while you know one person may feel disadvantaged because they're blocking for a running back, and normally they'd like to be going out for passes, it, it's all just taking us in the same direction. So, um, it, it, it's it's a great thing, and the fact that we are approaching it as a great thing is something for our fan base to be proud of. Does the strategy change at all when you think about the future of the Big 12 as a conference with Texas and Oklahoma going out the door, other schools that are not as big of a brand name coming in the school from a right. com- competition standpoint, from from a, a conference caliber, quote unquote, standpoint, does that change the strategy at all for you guys? Um, it, it, in a sense, it, it helps support the sense of urgency, okay. right? Like if you're, it, it's the, uh, it, you know, my, my father-in-law generously has, has talked to me about retirement and needing to put funds in now, because as that uh, continues to grow and compile, like in the future, the earlier you can do that, yep. the more it's going to compile and it's going to be much larger at the end game. So how do we think about what 23, 24 looks like? I, I think we, there was just an announcement today mm-hmm. that that's a, it's official. Those teams are going to be Houston, coming Cincinnati in. Yep. And Central Yep. They're going to be coming in 23, 24. What, what can we be doing right now yeah. so that when um, they come in, the cream is rise to the top, right? Like yeah. what can we be investing in right now as a department um, to make sure that when those teams come in, we're already, and, and we are in various ways, but we are already continuing to operate ahead of the game for them because those teams right now, they're, they're coming up with their plans of how do we, how do we go in with a big splash? Well, we're doing the same internally and that and that starts by us getting um us getting giving legs to the investor society because when decisions need to be made quickly mm-hmm. the support is going to be there to to allow our administration to do that and that that goes the same within 2025 when um when Texas and Oklahoma leave it's it's how at that point are we solidified as the premier athletics program in the new Big 12 my gosh, I, I I think that opportunity is just it's at our grasp. So we just need to um, we needed to coordinate. Yep. We needed to embrace the opportunities that are going on in this industry. We needed to continue to enhance the culture around TCU, and we need to embrace the opportunity that our fans want to get together. Our fans want to have a unique high level experience, mm-hmm. and we are maximizing all of those elements to hopefully create the perfect programming for those individuals. Who who are investing right now, and it's it's all over the board. There's there's yeah. there's folks that are coming in at a really high level. There's folks that are coming in at fifty thousand dollars, and it is all very important. And they're going to have a incredibly unique experience at TCU. That's incredible. That's incredible. I've got two more questions for you. Bring the it. Most, bring it. Most important questions that I'm going to ask you. All right. Uh, first being, does the Grove live up to the hype? You worked at the University of Mississippi. Does the Grove live up to the hype? The Grove does, right? Okay. So, um, so 
I think their their promotion is that they've never lost a tailgate. And so um, so the culture around that is is awesome. But I, I, we talk about that, right? We yeah. talk about um, this the the growth that all started. Well, now it started probably 50 years ago, 60 years ago, generations ago. Mm-hmm. That all started with people just setting up, right? And it's grown and it's developed and boom, back to investors, right? Yeah. They, they invested in that experience and it continued to grow and mm-hmm. continued to develop. Same thing here. So we have an, an an awesome culture around the fan experience at football, the fan experience about basketball, those barstool guys, what they've done to establish the um, the, the student experience. Um, a lot of that's also been in partnership with the Student Frog Club. We have yeah. we have some of the best uh, graduate assistants in the Frog Club on the planet. Um, Elizabeth and, and Jordan they um, they have visions, they have ideas that they've organized to continue to enhance that experience uh, for everybody. Right. So yes, the Grove is an awesome experience. If if anybody ever gets an opportunity to go there, pick a weekend that TCU is not playing. Go experience. Tell them Ian sent you. I've got contacts for you to go see some of the best food. They got gas stations where they serve chicken <laughs> on a stick. Um, chicken on a stick, and right. it works too, man. It's it's um, it's <laughs> it's incredible. But uh, but yes, the Grove is a great experience. But um, that's all stuff that can be easily attainable here at TCU because we have we have the very best fans and the very best um, experience provided. I love the pivot. I love, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock you off your game. It's no, great. No, this uh, is, this is, this. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, I, I'm so passionate about what we have here. Um, and, and it's something our fans can, you know, purple is pride, right? Like, yeah. like, like we can all take pride in what's going on at TCU. Heck yeah. It's a final, great question though. Final question. Remind everyone what your Twitter handle is so that they can join you in using the hashtag okay, invest in the fort. So my Twitter handle is my name. It is Ian E. Sadler. Okay. No relation to M. E. Sadler. I, I I did appreciate <laughs> on my my first campus visit, uh, Cam and the Frog Club taking me over to the uh, to Sadler Hall and uh and rolling out the purple carpet for me and, and that naming, I did some research after the fact and realized it wasn't for me. But <laughs> um, but yes, um, Ian E. Sadler is is my social media handle on not only Twitter, but also Instagram. Um, and I love to tweet out and love to post hashtag invest in the fort. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, again, we, we have the ceiling is high. The growth of what we have in front of us. It's it's a perfect opportunity for us to just continue to elevate this beautiful institution that we have, and uh, and and so visit and, and it's the it's the same moniker. Our, our website, if you go, you can either access through um, the 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 Frog Club website. You can click okay. on on ways to give major gifts. It'll take you to um, the Investor Society link, or you can just straight up go investinthefort.com. And that will take you to all of the information. Check it out. There is a button on there that says request a meeting. Um, okay. we, we love that. It, it kind of allows folks to raise their hand a little bit. But um, but please give us, give Ashley, myself, Michael Levy, Cam, John Denton, give us all the yeah. opportunity. Come learn your story. Come learn why TCU is important to you and help us um, enhance your experience overall. Frog fans, you heard it. Ian E. Sadler on Twitter and on Instagram, investinthefort.com or through the Frog Club website. You can learn more about the Investor Society and other ways to get involved financially and 
experientially and philanthropically, philanthropically it's, it's, that's the word yes yes it's a philanthropy uh with tcu athletics and the university as a whole hashtag invest in the fort ian Love thank it. you so much oh, man for being a part of the podcast this has been episode four of talking frogs roxo media house flying t studios i'm your host jamie plunkett we'll talk to you next time go frogs go frogs